Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Thanks for all the calls at 402-464-5685. Keep those coming. And also watching, comment, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Mike Schaefer is here for the entire 7 o'clock hour from 24-7 Sports. He was here early today. Schaefer, good morning. Good to see you. Good morning. I uh, enjoyed the the Fleetwood Mac there. Yes. Are you a Fleetwood Mac fan? Uh, I wouldn't call myself a fan in the sense that, like, I've never, like, just completely gone down the rabbit hole but i i've enjoyed like what i know if that makes sense you know it's like it's something that if it comes on like that song comes on and i'm sitting there it's like why do i know this why do i know this because it's just not instantaneous wow this is an age thing i mean uh for me it's ingrained in my dna i mean we're probably in that that area where it's like the people I know, I know very specifically from that time in the 70s and 80s. And, Glorious you know, time. I don't really like venture out beyond that a ton. I gotcha. Yep. So, Jake knows Fleetwood Mac. Though. I do. I know a lot of old music. Uh, Jake knows a lot of 70s and 80s music. It, I, I do. Mean, I don't know why. I mean, I didn't grow up in that era, but probably knows I, a lot was, of 90s and 2000s music, too. I mean, I, more 90s than 2000s. I kind of stopped, you know, 2004. We had that trip down to Kansas City where he just played me random songs. He didn't know after, any of them. After 2017, and I don't know any of them. I said, you've never heard of this? No. Because I've reached after a point in my life where I've just stopped listening to anything yeah. that has come out. We went so. to Kansas City for a Royals game back in April. and You were uh, playing Rando? Well, on the way back, I was playing some songs. Cause I want to see if he if he knew them at all. Like These are big songs. I don't like current music, but I know some big current songs. He's like, nope, never heard it. I thought they were all never like alternative. There's some alt time. Yeah, I mean, there's some alt songs there, but those are big songs, too. Jake's a big fan of alt nation. I used to be. Then they turned into weird Stop. music, and now uh, it's gone away now. All right, let's talk about Donovan Rayola. Let's do that. Donovan Rayola, uh, it's, not, it's not official yet, but it's pretty much official. Yeah, right? I guess. It's pretty yeah, much official that he is going to be retained <laughs> on the staff with Matt Rule. And I think if you talk to a lot of people, they see... a lot see- of questions if it's ultimately not Donovan <laughs> Rayola, like how you got to this point. Right. Uh, it'll be a little scary if it's not. Right. It, um, all points of, of you know... All signs point to so that's a all, good. That's all a good signs point to Donovan Royola being retained for Nebraska. Yeah. If you had to ask common fan which coach was most likely to not to not be retained, they might go right to him. So Schaefer, can you explain to listeners why he might he, why he's the only one that is going to be retained? Likely. I mean, I I can't because I'm not Matt Rule, and I have struggled since uh, that news basically hit. What. Um, Monday I guess night? it was Monday night. Monday or Tuesday, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that had been part of the conversation. Like, we, you know, there's only two coaches that have not had their pro or like their contract from the previous staff processed, and it's Mickey Joseph and, and Donovan Rayola. Yeah. So, you know, like with that information, even prior to Monday night, it's something different. He was getting interviewed. So, he got interviewed. Like, it just felt like there's a process there, and they haven't moved on, so he's still part of it. Yeah. Uh, and then it becomes like a, well, is he sticking around for another role? But then I don't know that that makes any more sense. Uh, so, you know, he's he's the expected uh, 
offensive line coach for for next year and without having sat in on the interview I don't know I I honestly don't know because I I look at last year and this is like this is the simplest way that I can do it I look at last year you take Trent Hickson out okay any other returning starter because Hickson didn't start because Juergens did any returning starter got worse than they did from 2021 uh in my opinion I mean again pro football focus or whoever might have a different view on it um and and then it's like okay well some coaches you know they're better at at acquiring talent he hadn't gotten a single player outside the state of nebraska he didn't get a single transfer portal player to visit last year he it you know he hasn't been on the road recruiting right now so it's not like he's just gonna show up and bring somebody in for the next two weekends more than likely um so recruiting wise it's not like he's been a plus uh, because you end up with two kids that you likely were going to get if Sipple or I were the offensive line coach and Sam Sledge and Brock Knutson. Yeah, Knutson and Knutson and who, who and else? Sam Sledge. Yeah, and they have a kid I mean, from so you have a legacy for a dad. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, and Gunnar Gatula was already committed before he ever arrived. Okay. So um, there are three offensive line commits. I mean, you can give them credit for two of them if you want, but it's it's sort of a Stretch. to me damning with faint praise that those are the three guys that he has. Uh, you know, talking with guys like Caden Green and, and other offensive linemen that came through, they would say fine things about him, but you could tell it wasn't like their primary recruiting contact was mm-hmm. ever Donovan Rayola. So if it's not recruiting and it didn't look particularly good on the field, I don't know what it is, but well, I'm not over there all the time. I, I, again, I don't want to pretend like I'm defending the move, but I try to make sense of it. What if I tried it this way? Okay, they have these guys, all these guys, and really the heart of their college careers now. Mm-hmm. The, this is the year where if they're going to be good, it's probably about right now for Turner Corcoran, for Ben Hart, for Prohaska, for Nuri, uh, for Ethan Piper, that crowd of guys. Mm-hmm. If it's going to happen for them, it's got to happen now. And maybe Rule is thinking what they need right now is continuity, not to start over with someone else. Because this is it now. We got they gotta do it now. And maybe rules thinking is we can't throw a third offensive line coach at them in their careers. That's that's the best I can do. Yeah. That's I guess does that make any that's sense? The best, the, the, Doesn't that make any sense? The easy sort of counter, I guess, that formulates in my mind is that's not true of quarterbacks. That's not true uh, of wide receivers. Right. That's not true of other but moves it, that but they yeah. made. Offensive line's a little different. Um, but as Schaefer different. said, though, they, they regressed last season. They got worse. Well. It appeared. I don't know that Did I'd say like- that Piper got worse, and I don't know that I'd say Ben, ben Hart, I mean, can't get much worse. But um, that. Uh, didn't get any better. <laughs> he was. Yeah, I mean, they didn't get. They didn't. I mean, there wasn't. There wasn't. Did you any, see improvement anywhere? Not really. I mean, not, I didn't feel like they were. So they were really bad they, in pass block in twenty twenty one. What would and it Nebraska feel like? They got worse. What better. would Nebraska coaches say though? They would say. I mean, I'm just trying to think what they would say to us. Mm-hmm. They would say, "Well, we, I don't know, we just beat Iowa. Didn't that look good to you? You know." And I would say, "What about the eight losses that you had, and <laughs> where you couldn't run the ball against right. Rutgers? You couldn't right. move the ball against Minnesota? Right. Oh, I know, uh, I know. I mean, I always." I'm always happy to play devil's advocate. Sure, and and that's fine. Like I'm not. I I am of the mind where at some point Matt Rule will talk and will have the ability. He'll to, explain it to 
find out what it is about Donovan Rayola that stood out against other candidates. I don't know how many were interviewed. I don't know who. Mm-hmm. Certainly feels like John Garrison was in the mix for... I don't I don't think uh, he was interviewed. He wasn't interviewed? I don't think he was interviewed. So his name just randomly just gets yes. put out popped up. <laughs> yes. That's, I'm, that's what I'm suggesting. Um, crap at the wall. I am suggesting that he was not Let me rephrase it then. I know that John Garrison has interest in Nebraska and has for two years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether he got interviewed or not, I can't say. Don't think he did. So, uh, heard that yesterday. Yeah. No, it was a flat no. So then, there's I don't know who the the other people would be. I don't either. See, that's the uh, other thing you don't know. Maybe right? you weren't able to attract the level of talent that you want. I just have a tough time believing there wasn't someone with more experience, both in terms of recruiting or coaching acumen, that was available this offseason. All, it's just, it's the fact that Trev said Nebraska got a seven million dollar pool. For assistance, in a, at this point, it doesn't feel like you're anywhere close to that with the guys you've brought on. Satterfield's gonna make over a million probably. Jake Peets, maybe. I, if Peets is that, part of it, we don't know that Peets is part. We don't know that Peets is part of it. I feel pretty confident that he's part of it. Okay. I'm guessing right. you feel reasonably confident. Reasonably, you don't have a defensive coordinator yet, but still, yeah. you're not close to seven million with all that. And you can't, you know, you're, you're bringing in Raiola, who is making, you know, is not making that much money. He's making a decent amount, but not. If you wanted to, if you wanted to, compared to us, he's making good sure. Money. But if you wanted to really enhance the line and make that a big part of, hey, this is going to be the, a, a a priority in fixing this ASAP. I just think it's it's discouraging for fans to see Raiola still here in that element. Well, and and so my, I guess the thing that is concerning to me is that Matt Rule got up in his opening introductory press conference and he spoke and he talked about the importance of the trenches and that's where Nebraska needs to start. And that's where, you know, you're going to build out from there. And then, and and I think Terrence Knighton is a really interesting hire. um, And I have a lot more trust that I can give towards defensive line play and the history of Matt Rule and, the different guys that he's put in those roles that have been very successful. Yeah, he's like a D-line and coach himself. on top of that, Knighton was coached by Rule, so I just feel like there's a lot in there that I trust. Yeah. So on that side, okay, I'm willing to blind faith on it. Blind faith in what we're talking about is just Terrence Knighton's lack right. of coaching experience. Right, but he's a seven-year NFL vet. Like, I mean, there's there's yeah. enough in there where I feel like they can I can trust okay. blindly that this could work. Offensive line, though. I've seen it. Last year, I thought the hire was really aggressively risky mm-hmm. for a team that was coming off of a bad year with its offensive isn't it line isn't it interesting? that needed to yeah. have a good year. It was risky last year, and now... Now I'm I've, I'm gobsmacked by the whole thing, yeah, legitimately, mm-hmm. because Talk if Matt Rule watched this team, and he says that he did, and I have no reason to believe that he didn't, because mm-hmm. quite frankly, if I was taking a coaching job, probably wouldn't watch the team that I'm inheriting. Uh, he chose to retain what I would have voted as the single worst position so, group. So the elephant, the elephant in the room is why. Well, the elephant in the room is the top-rated player in the country. They're not going to get him because Donovan Rayola is the like, offensive there's, line. There's got to be something, right? Like if two different coaches, and I, I have to believe that Scott Frost felt like this was the key to getting Dylan Rayola was hiring his uncle, who had never coached at this level. I I just find it hard to believe that Matt Rule, who's been out of it, you know, in the NFL, would come back, look at Donovan Rayola, and think, well, this is going to get us the number one player, <laughs> who's committed to Ohio State, right. by the way, who's about to put another quarterback in the top 
20 in the NFL draft. Yeah, for sure. Whether or not that quarterback's going to be good in the NFL is a totally different Stroud, question. Stroud, that's 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 um a conservative. I mean, he's a top 10 for sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to do it to where you get Haskins, Fields. Haskins was like 15th. Yeah, he was uh, Fields was like 12. Yep. So, or 10. So, Donovan Rayola evidently interviewed well. Yeah. I mean, maybe bowled him over. Which, okay. I mean, I guess I you go back to where you've talked about how you want the trenches to be an importance here. Um, it doesn't feel like they've invested a bunch of their salary pool money in it. So do they have the ability to develop these two guys as coaches? With Knighton, I feel a lot better than I do about the guy who's been because here. Because Rule's been a defensive line right. coach. Yeah, and Rule. he's had an NFL career and – like he, you know, I Knight played over a hundred games in the NFL. Yeah, I just feel pot roast about that. Terrence Knight, pot roast. Yeah. Um, he had a he had a pretty distinguished career with the Broncos. The other thing is, I've seen Donovan Rayola struggle, and I've never seen Terrence Knight right. struggle. So that also makes it a little bit. We, we have a text I want to read that I think is interesting regarding all this with Rayola and this new staff. Uh, he is uh, that one guy says on, on the text line: Is it possible that Rule has been analyzing? this film for months and identified something other than the offensive line coach that is the root of the problem. As in that's strength a good coach, point. As in strength. Now, now that's a great text because, you know, then you throw in the Whipple factor. Um, and just now, Whipple, not only Duval, the Whipple, yeah. yeah, not only the Whipple factor, yeah, the Duval factor, that they weren't particularly, I mean, it, it didn't, what I was told by a former lineman is they are fine I mean, technique-wise, and they come off the ball well, but they're not strong enough to get a push. I mean, I'm, that's just what somebody said. I don't know. But there are a lot of factors that go into it. It's kind of like a quarterback discussion. When, we're, when, we get, when we get after a quarterback, we don't always take in the bigger picture, right? What's he got? I mean, what kind of blocking is he getting? What kind of skill players are there? Is the play caller doing what he should be doing? I guess you could say that with this – to a certain extent, right? Whipple like and Rayola. Whipple and Rayola. There was, I'd say, no chemistry. No I, chemistry. I, um, Rayola and who had chemistry? Well, Whipple and who had chemistry? <laughs> yeah, who did Whipple well, had chemistry? Well, that with? offensive staff didn't. Like, right. I can think of. I mean, I'm sure Mickey and Applewhite. Like they were seemed to be relatively yeah. good together, but, but it's it not was, like wide receivers and running backs. You could go back and make this a frost discussion too. Well, sure, because they blew everything up right. and they made random high. So. Circling all the way around, one reason I'm not bent out of shape about the salary pool money or who has been hired mm -hmm. is we just watched last year a coach just take random pieces, throw them together, and you got what you got out of that offense. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's there's more to putting a coaching wow, staff is... together than what Deion Sanders is attempting to do. Right. So, here's just the... grabbing random pieces, seeing how they work together. Here's the issue we get we get with Nebraska. There's so much going wrong that you can point the finger at a lot of places. Whipple can point it at the offensive line and say, how do I call an offense without a run game? And, and, I, and I don't just – like if he says that, I don't disagree. How do you do it? How do you call an offense without a run game that can't that – can't? how do you – you can do it, but it's going to look like Nebraska where you're, you, mm. better, you better throw it downfield and it better be effective. Okay, then what's Raiola's answer then? Well, Rayola's stance would be, look what I walked into. Prohaska, it would be great if Prohaska had been healthy, but he was probably brought back too early. So you lose him. You lost Nori in the summer. That sucked. That was you lost big. your That's left side. 
all right. And you're just you're, and then you, you just don't have that much there. I mean, that's his defense. I'm mm. sure. They just he just didn't walk into much. He didn't bring anything. He didn't bring anything. And well, Hunter Anthony was foisted upon him by Chenander. Fine. Um, Williams. I don't know. That was a Mickey. That was a Mickey. That's, that's all fine. He yeah. got there, what, December 5th? He could have brought someone in. He didn't in. bring a single right. player. Yeah. He didn't get a single right. player in December. He didn't get a single player he in thought, January. He, he didn't thought, get a single player in the spring. I think he thought he was going to bring in a player from ASU that was an all-Pac-12 guard. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. So, yeah. there's Again, when you're when you got a lot of deficiencies, there's a lot of places to point the finger. And in football – different guys can do it effectively and it'll make sense and it all adds up to four and eight I, you know i guess i have an issue where and i'm not i'm not you know mr pff i don't watch and grade recruits like i don't I, i'm gonna be honest i don't know everything about offensive line play yeah that's the other thing about this discussion we don't that being said no you watch the games i watch the games jake watches the games nebraska fans watches the games how many people do you think realistically feel like Nebraska's technically sound up front? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I can't judge that. Do you think they're technically sound I, up front? I, I recuse myself because I they're, can't. So tell. the answer is no because you don't want to say no. Well, I can't. I don't know what. Some, I mean, they didn't yeah. move the line okay. of scrimmage. That's the way. Pretty Here's the way I look at it. Problems. I mean, they I, didn't move the line of scrimmage. They, didn't move the they line couldn't scrimmage. handle certain pass rushers. They didn't. Yeah. They have very right. little ability to even handle straight pass. Like when I'm talking right. about certain pass rushers, speed rushers just killed them. <laughs> I mean, absolutely <laughs> killed them. But well, even the guys that went directly at him, right. like, was a problem. Right. You know, we talked about Teddy Prohaska. Mm. One of the most damning quotes for the entire Scott Frost era is your six foot ten tackle standing up there saying, you know, it takes me about a half to be able to feel comfortable in the position that I'm playing in as an offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. He said that right before the last game of his season. Yeah. Uh like and that was right after they had done yeah. the whole unbalanced offensive line and he just watched a guy run right by him. Yeah. In one of the eighty seven oh, times was, Casey Thompson. Yeah, got they destroyed. didn't Who do we, I wonder what Casey Thompson thinks of this move. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find so, out. So, I just... Or are they technically sound? I, it doesn't I don't know like that it. we have to, like, work this hard to come up with a... Well, maybe it was actually okay, but everything else was bad. But it, and it, but it, but then it winds back to the bottom line. He just got hired again mm-hmm. by a coach that yeah, we agree is, res, I mean, respected. Yeah, yeah. So he, something Matt Rule likes him enough to keep him on staff. So he it saw trust something. In that capacity. Yeah, saw something that, right? Right. It's amazing. It's a fascinating discussion, if nothing else. Well, and it we is won't, a fascinating discussion. We won't be able to fill in the gaps until Rule talks. The thing that will be interesting is when he actually talks. Okay. It's going to be what signing day? Yes. Probably so, December 22-ish. How many actual questions do you think get asked about Donovan Rayola on a day in which there could be, like, a bunch of additions? You're trying – like, his defensive coordinator could be named at that – like – It will it, be named at that I point. do wonder if there will be this much Rayola conversation that he even has to discuss. There has to be two questions minimum. I would hope. Yeah. 
Well, we can make that happen. <laughs> we got. You, should we just sign up on the log? Just put Steve Sipple dash Rayola, Mike Schaefer dash Rayola. Yeah, just yeah. hand it to Keith. He'll well, know. I mean, honestly, you have. We have. It has to be asked. I. It'll get asked, but like, you know what those days are like. Yeah, there's a lot to get to. One of the things that I hate about that press conference, as someone who covers recruiting, it's not recruiting, is that a third of it is. Yeah, he's a good football player. And then it's, well, this guy just entered the portal. And so that's like everything's going to be focused on that. Or how do you feel about, you know, Corey Campbell getting everybody ready for the yeah. – like, you don't actually – a lot to cover. Right. It's just a bunch of stuff gets shoehorned into that day. You're right. And for me, I've stopped really attending those press conferences because you're not getting not anything recruiting, recruiting no. Wise. No. Not much recruiting. It's a much more valuable beat reporting yeah. nuts and bolts thing. Yeah. And you don't generally get super flowery quotes out of that. No, you don't. You're getting pretty rapid fire stuff. Pretty harried. We got a couple callers who want to chime in. Four six four five six eight five. Cole, you're up first. You're on early break. Go ahead. Hey guys. Hi, I Cole. know I called in quite a bit last summer. Very, very against the Rayola hire from the beginning. Um, but I understand when Sipple says that he walked into a room full of nothing. The amount of times last year in the games where they just simply forgot to block somebody mm-hmm. and they just ran straight by the tackles mm-hmm. to get a clear shot on Casey is just mm. was just scary. And that is coaching. That's not skill. That is coaching. You could at least try and get in the way of the guy that's lining up on the edge on the line of scrimmage and trying to at least get in his way. Just get in his way. So there is no excuse for that. I'm sorry, but, um, I mean, I guess you could blame the running back if you were supposed to pick that up. But at the end of the day, that's on Rayola to get the running back and the offense line on the same page when it comes to pass protection. But that is my main, main, main issue with keeping Rayola on the staff was the amount of times that, Three runners were just allowed to blast Casey. And, yeah, I bet Casey's not very happy with this either, but I don't know. I don't know. All right, thanks, um, Cole. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I don't know. Again, Rule saw something that made him hire Donovan. Who else is on the line, Darren? we got Darren. Darren, you're on early break. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Hey, Sip, Jake, Mike. How's it going this morning? Good. Good. Thanks for calling, Darren. Yeah, I just – just commenting on what you guys are all talking about. Uh, it's really hard for me to understand the hire as well with Ryola. Um, we all know that Anthony Grant was a great running back for us this year, um, but how many times did he have to go around our linemen to get to the line of scrimmage before he was almost tackled? A lot. A lot. And that's just on the running side. Passing side, yeah, we got a little bit better, I believe, through the course of the season. Um, Casey wasn't getting hit quite as much. But what hit me the most was, I believe it was the Iowa game, where two straight times we were kicking PATs, and 54 was on his backside. Hmm. How do you do that on a PAT? He never got out of his stance. And to me, he's being taught that. He's being told that. Not a football player gets pushed around because he wants to. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you agree or disagree with I that? I don't know. I'd have to look at that one. 
I'd have to look at that one. I'm sorry, Darren. Mm, thanks for the call, Darren. Yeah. Appreciate it. I, I don't know. I think he's talking about the videos that were going around on yeah. the, the PATs where I think, and again, I don't like know exactly what they're supposed to do, but they're supposed to pinch in. Yep. Yeah. And he never really did it or he didn't do it with much uh, gusto. Yeah. Not much gusto. And uh, See, here's the thing. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, Nebraska's had issues with their, their field goal and their protection wall the last two years so that's not exactly new and i i would not put that necessarily on rayola because i don't know that i need to with everything else that they struggled with up front hmm. if you have any questions for mike schaefer please call or text 402-464-5685 more next on early break on the ticket